Hi, and welcome to the podcast that answers these questions. When are we talking, and what are we doing at the moment? Yes, it's another edition of Now We're Talking, and my name is Josh. I'm the host, and if you don't know what that is, then fuck off. On today's show, French Dutchman, an air traffic controller, is in the studio, and later will be joined by Cat Burglar London to learn about the life of crime. Plus, we've got the return of the Hilux successful... Uh, successful? I must be horny today, folks. I apologize for that one. The, the highly successful original game, Yes, Please or No Thank You, is back. Plus, I'll be debuting my new character, and I know it's a little bit unorthodox to play a character on this show, but bear with me. Uh, my new character, the Technology Cowboy, will be debuting later on the show as well. But first, I'd like to welcome French Dutchman to Now We're Talking. French, hello. Well, uh, hey, Josh, it's good to be on the show. Uh, I gotta say, you uh, you mispronounced my name a little bit there. It's actually pronounced, it's, it's pronounced Dutch Frenchman, and it confuses a lot of people because it's still spelled as the, as the phonetically inclined would say French Dutchman, but the pronunciation is Dutch Frenchman. You're an air traffic controller. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Josh. That's what I do. Um, what exactly does that involve? I'm really glad you asked, Josh. Uh, air traffic controllers are generally individuals who are well organized, are quick with numeric computations and mathematics, and that's because they're people that are trained to maintain the safe orderly and expeditious flow of air traffic in the global air traffic control system. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of responsibility and it's it's a lot of teamwork. You know, team, teamwork plays a major role in the controller's job, not only with other controllers and air traffic staff, but with pilots and engineers and, and managers. Sure, every, all the members of staff. Does that responsibility ever get stressful for you or...? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very stressful. Um, you know, many countries even, they, they'll regulate work hours to ensure that controllers are able to remain focused and effective because research has shown that when controllers remain what's called on position for more than two hours without a break, performance can deteriorate rapidly, even at low traffic wow. levels. And that's, that's all because of the stress that comes with the job, Josh. I mean, you are you certainly sound like you've done a lot of research. Yeah, I'm I'm well researched on this. I mean, I mean, I do it for a profession. So, Dutch, are you passionate about air travel? Yeah, I'm very I'm very passionate about air travel. In in fact, I'm I'm so passionate that I even uh, I took a shift today. You know, so I've I've got a I've got a shift even oh, later wow, today. You... That's how passionate I am about about this. Oh, topic. later today. So you you're going from the studio straight to the air traffic control tower. Yeah, I'm, I might stop and get a bite, bite to eat first or something, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll be there later today. Wow, okay. When did your passion for air travel begin? I, I, I'd say it would have, have to have started in, in school. Many countries have air traffic control schools, academies, and colleges, often operated by the incumbent provider of air traffic services in that country, but sometimes owned privately. Anyways, these institutions are structured to provide training to individuals without any prior air traffic control experience. And so I, you know, that's where I think I got my passion for this. What deeply personal answer, Dutch, and I, I thank you for digging so uh, bravely into your own soul. Yeah, you're certainly welcome. Don't you? Have you ever seen a plane blow up in its own face? <laughs> uh, Josh, yes, I have. And it was uh, a lot of people died. So please don't laugh about it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Dutch, this might be a sensitive question, but have you ever been responsible for an accident? That's one of those things that it's kind of like things happen sometimes 
And so it's it's not something that we, you know, bring up. That mistakes are made every day. Everybody makes mistakes. It's not one of those things that we uh, talk about very often. But I, um, I've showed up late for work a few times and, and things, you know, when there's no one in the control station, things get a little out of hand. And, well, sure, and there yeah. always has to be someone there. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you work on a shift basis. So someone's there now. And then when you arrive later, they'll... I'm not... There's no one in there now because it's my shift right now. But um, yeah, oh, so I mean, that's, there's no planes at the moment. It's, then sure, it's an international airport I work at. There's planes all the time, every day. I mean, if you're here, who's doing the air traffic controlling? Well, no, his shift ended uh, 30 minutes ago. He's probably at home with his family. So uh, when I get there, I'll take over. But um, yeah, no one, no one's there right now. I suppose. Does that pose any danger for the people using the airport while you're? Oh away? yeah, certainly. But the, you know, there's an inherent danger that comes with flying, um, and, and that's what you sign up for when you buy your tickets. Well, sure, but the common man has a reliance on airports, uh, trained airport staff. To, uh, yeah. to take hold of their responsibilities to ensure a, uh, a lack of death. Right, yeah, and we, we do our best, but, you know, sometimes you have prior commitments and uh, you can't make it. Uh, I mean, Dutch, I've got to be honest, thank you for coming on the podcast, but uh, it sounds like you maybe shouldn't be here. No, no, it, it's fine. It's really fine. It's It happens all the time. Um, I, I do this all the time. It's not a big deal. I mean, you sure that, you sure there's not going to be any accidents or anything? No, I'm I'm not sure of that. There actually probably will be, but uh, yeah, it's it's not out of the ordinary. For me. Well, I mean, I feel maybe some responsibility if there is an accident now because I'm you're here because of me. I mean, don't feel any responsibility. I mean, if it does happen, okay, you I are, don't. You are here who I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna definitely pass the buck to you for my boss, but uh, well, I but mean, yeah, I mean, this personally, being... I don't think you should feel any responsibility. This is being recorded as evidence, so. Well, as evidence, it's being recorded as a podcast, but it, it can be evidence. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's uh, let's change the subject. A tape came out last week of a strange incident in an airport where a plane was mixed up with an old man. In all fairness, now, now, now was... it wasn't so disturbing that the uh, an old lady took the plane home, thinking it was her husband, and I believe still lives with it. What's disturbing is the footage of some two hundred people climbing onto the back of this old man and uh, forcing him to run at full speed down the runway where, you know, credit to him, he gets quite away, but he gets to the end and just falls off. What have you got to say about that? This kind of thing happens all the time around Halloween. You get a smart guy that thinks he's got a good costume idea and it ends up in the long run not paying off for him. And that was a classic example of that. The wife... The wife, and God bless her, but the wife, she thinks, oh, that's my husband. It's, it looks like a plane. That's his, that's, his, uh, that's his costume this year. She takes him home. He's stuck at the airport. And then, you know, we, we, see, a, we see a plane because that's his costume, right? And so, we, you know, we, we try and get people to board on there, and it, and it doesn't work. But th- that kind of thing, that's just one of the risks that come with the territory of flying and then, more importantly, risk that comes with uh, with Halloween season. Sure, and what about the hundreds of people who didn't make it to Bangkok for Christmas? Are they dead? <laughs> well, um, serves them right for trying to make to try and make Bangkok a Halloween destination location. It's just, I mean, it doesn't work. The climate's not right. Uh, the people ain't right. It's, it's not a Halloween destination. And so to try and make it that, I mean, I think they got what they deserved. 
Another airline horror story for you, and I hope you can account for this one. Hong Kong, 1962. A little boy is accidentally put into the luggage compartment. He emerged only yesterday. Somehow, he's still a little boy. <laughs> Dodge, how do you answer for this? Well, I think more than anything that attests to the security procedures we place on the luggage. You know, something gets in, it's not getting out. If it's a bomb, well, sorry, you're not going to get that at baggage claim, and you're not going to be able to uh, to hurt anybody with it. So I think that speaks to the security we have in the in the airport industry that that he wasn't able to get off until until yesterday. One last news story. Two men board a plane. The plane takes off at 7 p.m. from Los Angeles. It arrives in London at 2 a.m. Only one of the men gets off. His trousers are wet. That's actually a pretty common phenomenon. That's not unique to uh, that flight. Um, you know, what What happens is to calm the nerves before, before a flight, uh, a young gentleman or a young lass might uh, drink a whole lot of acid and, and then they'll urinate on the plane... Um, and it will end up killing the rest of the passengers. You know, so that's just, like I said, that's another one of the risks of flying. Sure, I mean, doctors have said that the second man simply turned into wet trousers. (laughs) Is that something you've seen? The airport experience is about the invention that comes with it. You know, these are travelers. You know, they're not they're not your average day to day run of the mill civilian. You know, these are adventurers, and then they're looking for something different. That's why they that's why they take our flights. And so when they take our flights, there's a I'll admit there's a risk, uh, but there's also uh, the adventurous part of it that, that says you know anything could happen, and and that's why they're there, Josh. Dutch, are you married? I I am married. Yeah. And what's her name? Jessica Alba. Jessica, I'm as in the actress Jessica Alba. Yeah, the actress Jessica Alba. That's that's my wow. wife. Yeah. I, I mean, I was unaware that she was married to you. Well, now you know, Josh. Um, and that's what this podcast is really about, and that's what air traffic controlling is really about, isn't it? Learn a new thing. <laughs> you would be the one to tell me because you're the air traffic controller. Dutch, I'm gonna come yeah. out and say it. Do you have any dark secrets? I've got a lot of dark secrets. Oh, you do? Yeah, I mean, for one, right now, I'm checking my phone. I'm looking at CNN News. I'm seeing a lot of plane crashes happening. And that's all on me. That's just one of my dark secrets. I'm just, oh, my God. How many people are dead since yeah. the start of this show? At this point, it seems uh, almost trivial to put a number on it. But um, around eight. Would. 800. Yeah. More injuries. Believe me, way more injuries. But uh, 800 are dead, yeah. Wow. Um, Anyone famous among those 800? My wife, Jessica Alba, she was on one of those planes. Oh, my Dutch, I'm so sorry. It's a shame to see, you know, but that's one of the risks Hmm. of flying, you know. I've got to be honest, Dutch, you don't seem that bothered about your wife just dying because of you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those uh, what they call lose-win situations where, you know, she's dead, it's sad, but now I get an inheritance, you know. It's... Were you just a gold digger this whole time? She actually, I gotta be honest with you, Josh, she doesn't own any gold, so. Sure, what did you, what were you digging for? Uh, just money. You're a U.S. dollars digger. A U.S. dollars digger, yeah, that would be a more correct term. And she, she messed with a broke broke. And look where it got her. Dead at an airport. She messed with a uh, broke broke, yeah. Will you mourn Jessica? I'm mourner for sure, yeah. When are you planning on doing that? 
you know, one of my one of the things that helps me mourn and process things that have happened to me is um, what they call retail therapy, which is basically where I just go buy a bunch of spend things some of that album money. For, I buy a bunch of things with the money for myself, and that'll kind of help me cope with this. Situation. What are you gonna buy with that sweet dead wife money, Dutch? I'm gonna buy my own plane. <laughs> Cha-ching. I'm gonna buy my own plane. Cha-ching. I'm gonna buy my own airport. Cha-ching. I'm not gonna have a boss no more, Josh. Cha-ching. I'll tell you that much. I'm gonna be an air traffic controller at my airport on my terms. Uh, what other dark secrets have you got? Well, uh, as far as dark secrets go, um. I'd have to say this isn't my first time. What do you mean this isn't your first time? We're not going to have sex, Dutch. No, no, no. I mean, uh, this isn't my first time uh, that a tragic oh, airplane... Oh, the, the plane thing. Finished. Okay. What's the total number of deaths attributable to I, you? I'd say that I've been a victim of this type of incident 4,000 deaths worth of times. Wow. I mean, if I can offer some advice, do your job. Yeah, I do my job. I do it well when I'm there. Sure, but you, part, of, part of the job, Dutch, is being there. Yeah, that's the part I struggle with. But, yeah. um, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's kind of one of those situations where it's like you learn from your mistakes, you move on from it, and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the situation. Well, uh, before I bring on my next guest, any more dark secrets, or are you done? As long as this is... Off the record, uh, Josh, I, I do have one more dark secret. I don't know how to say this, but uh, sometimes I'll uh, I'll wear a t-shirt twice without washing it in between. You are a disgusting human being. But please stick around uh, for my next guest. Uh, she's a master of crime, internationally renowned, but never caught. Please welcome to the studio, uh, London. Hey. Welcome to Now We're Talking. This is a pretty nice room that you have over here. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, I mean, I'm, th- I'm thrilled to have you here. Everyone knows about your escapades and your famous heists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It gets out in the news. Um, so, it's first of all, your name is just London. Yeah, my name is London. Like, London. Like uh, Madonna, or... Uh, no, like like London. Does crime pay? Yeah, it does. And I'm quite happy. Can you give us some idea of the uh, the kind of wealth you've accumulated? Well, I've accumulated a lot of wealth that a lot of people don't think is necessary, and that is the love. Not material wealth, I get love and respect. I see, so you're kind of like a... I mean, do you consider yourself a Robin Hood-type character? The way that I think about it, in a way, yes. The things that I do take away from people. Yeah. So tell us about some of your biggest heists. I know somebody who worked in animal control. And so word travels fast about cat ladies here and there. So there's this one incident where there was this one woman who was hoarding cats. Okay. Big house. Very big house. How many cats she got in that Mm -hmm. house? I counted 16 turds. So that's approximately seven cats. I can tell how many cats there are in the house based on the amount of turds in the litter box. Wow, okay. So, I mean, okay, so she had seven cats. Yeah, I just barged right in, picked them up, and left. Is that your technique? You just barged right in? Yep, that's it. Just barged right in, took the cats, called an Uber, left. Is maybe your technique so bold that no one expects it, and that's why you haven't been caught, do you think? I go under the guise as a health inspector. You know, something to tear normal folk away. Sure. I mean, 
I think if I saw a health inspector barge into someone's house, I would still be alarmed. Not to some people. This woman was a hoarder. She was hoarding animals. So you took the cats. What did you do with them? I just took them with me, left them in my apartment, and now they're here with me. I mean, it sounds like... I don't care for material things. I love the love that I get from the cats. So the woman who previously owned the cats owned the cats for material wealth. Yeah, and I feel like that wasn't a very good thing because those cats were literally looking at me and saying, take me home, London. I don't belong here. Well, I mean, when you use the word literally, you don't mean that the, the cats literally were speaking. Well, if you're in my position and you've been doing this for as long as I have, sure. you'd be able to tell. I have a relationship with cats, like... I feel like I'm more of a Whoa, cat Whoa! That's not what kind of relationship we're talking about. No, I mean, like, I feel like I can communicate with them. That's that's the way I feel about the, the planes that I'm going to have traffic controller for. I, uh, you know, I, I feel a relationship with them as well. And, and sometimes that's, sometimes that's more surface level. Sometimes that's in the bedroom, you know. It's it's one of those things. So, yeah, I, I get what you're Dutch, saying. Dutch, are you confessing to barefaced plane sex? See, Dutch gets it. He understands. Yeah, see, we're we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. London, are you saying that you and these cats have had a... Uh... No, no, absolutely no. I just wanted That's to disgusting. check. You're, you're one sick freak, Josh. I gotta say it. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> you nasty boy. I've done a lot of things. I've been responsible for the death of a lot of people, but I never asked something that messed up. Gosh. I'm just, I just, I need to clear up. Well, I hope that answers your question. You <laughs> nasty boy. <laughs> All right, London. What about an, uh, another one of your heists? You know how they have therapy pets at universities for those poor students I do who know. look like they're on the verge of death? Yeah. Universities or hospitals? I mean, like, the situation's the same. Both of them look on the verge of death. Mike, the situation, Sorrentino, sure. I barge right in. Again, you can probably see my modus operandi. I like barging in. Have you ever taken an animal that's not a cat? No, I only feel like I have a bond towards cats, so therefore I'm obliged to take cats. And then the cats come with you quite happily. Oh, yeah. They look at me from far away. They could be a block away. I could feel their eyes burning on the back of my head. I it's mean, like if, a gaydar, but for if, cats. If I were put into that situation, I would find it somewhat frightening. Well, you learn to live to cope with it, and you learn to nurture it. That's why I decided to go and be a cat burglar, like a literal cat burglar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard the term cat burglar, but now I've heard the term cat burglar in this context. How many cats do you have at your home currently? That's a good question. They keep on breeding like rabbits. I'd say I have about 20, no, 75.6. Oops, I forgot to carry the one. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know how you would have, well, I do know how you would have 0.6 of a cat, and it's a gruesome image. Rest in peace. London, can you name all of the cats, please? I wouldn't be able to say it in English. Cats have a very complex language. I see, so they're named in the I don't language. want to besmirch their names. I mean, could you give us maybe just an example of one? Maybe the more one of the more resilient cats that wouldn't mind okay. having its name besmirched. Okay, give me a moment. Is that a... Um... 
Is that that's a, one of their is names. That, is that a hairball? No, they don't prefer no. to call it a hairball. No. That's rude. Well, I mean, sure, but what's just come out of your mouth is a is a clump of, of cat hair. You know what? I think so. I wow. hate to admit it, but the more I stay around those cats, the more you, I think I'm turning into one. The more you, <laughs> I don't think you're turning into one, London. I think you might have just started licking them. Sometimes they just come up to me and they're like, London, can you groom me? And I, I'm just like mesmerized by them, so I have to pick them up and mm-hmm. clean them the way that they want me to. Dutch, what do you make of all this? Yeah, I gotta say, Josh, I was a little offended back there when uh, you uh, you raised that question. It seemed a little problematic to me. Which question exactly bothered you, Dutch? I mean, uh, the, pers- the personal questions about, you know, whether or not she she licks her cats and, and things like that. It just all seems a little across the line for something like this. Well, I mean, I, I apologize. Hey, how's your dead wife? I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in converse, I'm in a text conversation with my lawyer right now, and um, what's uh, his name? We'll, we'll see how name. much. You can't go around talking to people like that. Yeah, Josh, it was a little offensive that you assumed that my lawyer was a male there. Well, I did say anyway, his or her. You said his first. Technically, so her was an afterthought. Yeah. That's so that. you're saying that women can't be lawyers? I'm saying that women can be lawyers. It's just. Uh, only a few seconds after men. I think you That's need to right. apologize. I apologize to uh, a Dutch's lawyer. What is your lawyer's name? His name is Eric. Yeah, well, Eric, I apologize for assuming you're a man. He he is a man, but um, but it's kind of messed up you assumed he was. Is he a man's man? He's, uh, he's my man. Dutch, it seemed like as if you put those coconuts in there yourself. I'm getting quite suspect of you. Now, what's this I'm hearing about coconuts? I, I mean, I haven't seen the news, but... The coconut that killed how many people was it? Uh, 600. I had nothing to do with it. Was this the uh-huh. fault of a coconut? Or was it the fault of Dutch putting the coconut in the airplane? The well, certain well, airplane well, that is why... suggesting a rogue on. coconut attacked an airport. Who's to say? You know, and I'm not even at work right now. How can I claim responsibility for something like that? I got an alibi. I was on this podcast. You posted. I've got my excuse. I get out well, of everything. It's not so much of an alibi. As it it's is. a foolproof plan, Josh. Don't mess it up for me, okay? You know what, folks? I think it's uh, it's time for me to debut my new character. The cool. The technology cowboy. Wow, the folks, it's me, the technology cowboy. How are y'all folks doing? I hope y'all are good. Well, let's see what's new with the technology today. Seems like the new iPhone has just come out. I don't care much for iPhones. No. The life for me is sitting on my porch, looking out at my range and my cattle glistening under the beautiful golden sunset, the hills sprawling out into the distance, and the the smell of a hard day's work. Yep, (laughs) that's life for me. I don't need no iPhone. I got myself a can of beans and a pack of smokes, and, (laughs) well thought of a good woman so to the iphone i say no thank you
And that was uh, the Technology Cowboy. That's my new character. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that, and he'll, he'll be back in future shows. It was a moving experience I just had with that, Josh. Thanks very much, uh, Dutch. He seems like a nice dude. Well, th- I mean, it was just me doing a voice. Can you not? So, uh, before we move on to the game, have we got an update, Dutch, on the... Uh, the situation at the airport. Well, uh, I've just been not paying attention to much of it. To be honest, I've, I've just been making sure that my lawyer has all the evidence he needs that I was here and not involved and uh, whatnot, things like that. So, Sure. Can I ask a uh, personal question? Yeah, go, go ahead, Josh. Are you a bad person? Look who's talking. London. Stay now up. we're talking. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, yes, I am. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a special breed of asshole. Yeah. Wow. I mean, mm. you know, all, you know all about the different breeds of cats, London. What about breeds of assholes? Sorry, I don't look into my cats that much. I mean, Just <laughs> once again with the disturbing questions. What are you trying to say here? That she looks in a cat's assholes? That's disgusting, Josh. I'm not saying that, but London, would you like to comment? You've got some serious issues, man. Who are you to tell me how I take care of my cats? Josh, you're really crossing a lot of lines here. Yeah. You've crossed a lot of boundaries, actually, Josh. Well, uh... For example, in, in my my criminal activity and uh, and the fraud that I'm trying to commit is none of your business, and asking about it is actually pretty problematic. I apologize to any of the listeners that I've offended or insulted with my behavior on the show this week. Shall we move on? Shall we move on to the game? Let's let's yeah. play the game. Well, uh, it's there was the return. I mean, uh, everyone loved this last time we played, so let's play another round of. Yes, please, or no, thank you. was the Yes Please or No Thank You theme song, uh, performed by Beyonce and Jay-Z, of course. Here's how the game works, everyone. I'll give you six scenarios, and you can say yes please to three, and no thank you to three. When we've done all six, I'll reveal which were the best three choices, and which were the worst three, at which point you'll be given an initial score out of six. But that's not the end of the game. After that, you'll get the chance to try and convince me that your wrong answers, if you have any, were actually right, and you can turn no points into two points. I mean, it hardly needs explaining. It's very simple. But I, are, are we ready to play? Yes, please, or no, thank you. 
Yes, please. I'm, I'm ready, Josh. Okay, that, well, and that doesn't count as one of your three yes pleases. Let's play. So, scenario one, you get trampled by a horse. I'll go first on that one, Josh. I'm going to go with, with a yes, please. London? Mm, I'm going to go with a yes, please as well. Wow, okay. Scenario two. You get trampled by a small horse. I'm going to go with a no thank you for that one. No thank you to the small horse. London? This is complicated. Yeah, I'm going to go with the yes, please. Another yes, please. It's, it's a small horse and there's only one. I'm okay with okay. that. Scenario three, you get trampled by a tiny horse. Uh, once again on that one, I'm going to go with a no thank you. Okay. No thank you for this one. Okay. Uh, scenario four, you get trampled by a very tiny horse. I'm going to use my last no thank you to okay. say no thank you for that one. Okay. I'm going to go with no thank you. No thank you. Go big or go home. Dutch, you can only answer yes, please, to these last two. I'm aware. Scenario five. You get trampled by a horse so small, you don't even notice. Yes, please, for me. It's a no for me. Okay. I'm sorry. That means you both have to answer the last scenario with yes, please. Scenario six. You trample a horse. Yes, please, obviously. Yeah, yes, please. Sound like I have a choice. Okay, well, after the initial score counting... Uh, I can reveal that Dutch, you are in the lead with two out of six points. What What are the ones that are wrong that I can defend here, Josh? Um, I'll, I'll just say that London, you are you have got one out of six correct. Well, alrighty. At this point seems like you can't please everybody. So uh, the, the the correct answers were that you should have said yes to getting trampled by a tiny horse, a very tiny horse, and a horse so small you don't even notice. And you should have said no to getting trampled by a horse, a small horse, and trampling a horse yourself. I actually, I'm going to have to disagree. I've got a strong argument for this. Wow, okay. So are you, are you going to argue for being trampled by a normal-sized horse? Yeah, um, have you ever been involved in a war draft, Josh? I like where this is like going. A, like where the government tries to draft you and, and force you into the war. No, I haven't. Well, um, I've just I checked haven't the, either. I must say, I've just checked the scores again. And London, you didn't have one point. You have zero points. Okay. I'm not going to cry. Again, this game is very simple. Please continue. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, so uh, I haven't I haven't been drafted into the war either. But but um, I'll tell you one thing: if they try and draft you, and you will just trample by a horse, they ain't going to take you, Josh. And you're going to get out of it. You're going to get out of the whole war. You're not going to have to go overseas. You're not going to have to fight nobody. Um, and and that's all going to be because you were trampled by a horse uh, to and to have enough injuries to get out of it. So you think and the <laughs> being trampled by a horse, should a uh, conscripted world war arise, would get you out of service? Yeah, and that so that would be the best choice. There. You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. You've convinced me. I'm gonna give you another two points, so your score is up to four. And and I will say, Dutch, that I think in a war you would probably be responsible for a lot fewer deaths than you are in your current position. Uh, would you like to try and change my mind on any of the other 
scenarios. What other ones was I wrong on? Um, you said that you wanted to trample a horse, whereas the correct answer was that you shouldn't trample a horse. Because uh, that, well, of course, uh, is sadistic. Yeah, let, me, let me go ahead and clarify my answer there and defend it a little bit. So um, when, when you said the situation, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the undertone of it, the sort of the read-between-the-lines edition of, of that statement was that the horse was directly threatening my physical well-being. And and uh, and I can back that up with the, the previous questions of all the horses trampling me. So if, if I'm given this situation where it's like, okay, well, now you can trample the horse before it tramples you, I'm going to take that, Josh. And so that's why I answered the last question that way. It's more of a self-defense thing. And then that self-defense is backed up by all the prior questions sure i mean you've taken it in context like that you know what? i'm gonna give you another two points you've gone up to six dutch what what are the other ones i got wrong you said no to being trampled by the tiny horse and the very tiny horse it would it would tickle me i don't want to be tickled josh do you this is an important question and you have to be truthful do you like the sensation of pain more than you like the sensation of tickling josh uh, you're verging on to Uncharted territory again. Yeah, that she's got a point. That was a very inappropriate question. I need the but actually, to the question. it's not that I enjoy the sensation of pain more than tickling. It's that the sensation of pain in this situation I felt was going to um help me out in the long run and the sensation of tickling here in this situation wasn't going to help me out at all and it was just actually going to make me feel so uncomfortable there are no advantages. exactly exactly you know, dutch despite any personal grievances i've got to say you've convinced me again I, dutch you you're finishing this game of yes please or no thank you with a score of 10 well uh, we all know i deserve it london you are in a unique position uh insofar that you have zero points so if you can convince me that i'm wrong on every single scenario you could potentially score 12 and win the game w would you like to proceed yes okay you gotta convince me that you want to get trampled by a horse it's just one horse how bad could it be if it was like i mean i think pretty bad or seven no listen if it's six or seven or even two it'd be pretty bad just one I mean, is perfectly I think, fine i think one horse is is gonna hurt to get trampled by no Think like I said, more than one. That's pretty fucking bad. London, Take one. You're London, good. That's not. That's not a convincing argument to me. You know what, Josh? Maybe you gotta be a bit more open-minded. I mean, and this is coming from her opponent. Like, obviously, I want to win, but I gotta say, you're coming into this with a pretty closed mind. It's I'm a sorry, offensive. I can't accept every answer, and I, I just think that it's a bad experience to be trampled by a horse. My mind it's won't not be like changed you ever on that. Gotten today. trampled by a horse? Were you personally victimized? by a horse that's irrelevant and i won't answer it get trampled by a small horse you said yes because it's just one small horse it's not big it won't have the same effect as a normal horse i'd be quite happy with that you know you'd be happy to be trampled by a small what would be the positives well i just told you it wouldn't be as bad you won't just get that hurt that's bad doesn't mean good i'm sorry you failed to convince me on that one as well it's not looking good for you london why would I not want to be trampled by a tiny horse and a very tiny horse? And indeed, a horse so small I didn't even notice. Go big or go home. Put some effort <laughs> into your answers, please. I'm I'm a type of person who takes life as it is. I don't like having compromises. Go big or go home. Okay, well, I know you failed to come to me there. Uh, last chance. Well, last chance you can get two points as opposed to zero. Why would it be good for you to trample a horse? 
to show that horse I'm the boss. To establish dominance. Ab- absolutely. What about the cruelty? As a lover of cats, surely you are aware that trampling cats anything is... Cats are not is... the same things. You sure. can't do that, Josh. See? You're doing it again. Um, I'm afraid you failed to convince me on that last one as well, London. Unfortunately, you scored zero points on Yes, Please or No, Thank You. And that's okay, as long as my cats love me. They might. Dutch, you are today's winner and at the top of our Yes, Please or No, Thank You leaderboard at the moment with 10 points. I gotta say you did a very good job. So uh, congratulations to Dutch. Thank you so much. It's been honor. That's good. I'm proud of you. It's the um, supportive atmosphere we've managed to develop, yeah. despite some tensions. And uh, and actually, I'd, I'd argue that a, a supportive atmosphere is always going to have some tensions. And that's how the supportiveness comes about. I think you're wrong, but that's not. Well, if this were a part of your uh, your dumb game back there, I'd defend my answer again. But it's not. It won't give me any points, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it slide. Dutch, I think you'll have plenty of defending to do in court. And uh, with that said, I want I want to thank my guests, Dutch Frenchman, the air traffic controller. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, I want to thank the internationally famous cat burglar, London. Thanks for having me, Josh. Oh, I mean, sound maybe less sarcastic. Thank you to Adam Crouch and my dear friends O'Huff being their usual wonderful selves on this episode. And thank you for being your usual wonderful self and listening to it. If you have any feedback or anything you want to send in or any scenarios for Yes Please or No Thank You to guarantee that we play Yes Please or No Thank You again, that's something I know everyone wants, um, you can email nwtpodcast at gmail.com I will read it personally Um, you can also rate and review the podcast if you are feeling very generous and have a spare 37 seconds Um, that would really help us out a lot, you can do that on iTunes or I've just found out you can do that on Stitcher as well, apparently we have one review on Stitcher, thank you for the person who uh, broke the mould reviewing us on Stitcher, I appreciate it a lot as I appreciate everything anyone does a lot, apart from bad things. Bye. I just want to bring one more story to your attention. A uh, commercial flight last September. A woman opens the door to the bathroom and is drowned in 16 gallons of dog semen. Well, uh, that's why we normally try and get people to check their dogs into the into the luggage compartments. Let's let's just face the facts, okay, Josh? Uh, there's it's science. Flying makes dogs horny, and then they're gonna use the bathroom, and then when they're in the bathroom, they're gonna produce a lot of semen. And how many dogs what does it take to satisfy me? <laughs> I don't know what I'm really doing today. I'm asking a lot of really weird questions. I don't think they're wrong. How long have we been doing this? Well, edit it. Just edit it. Fix it in post. Uh, Dutch, some people say planes look like a big fish. That's, I get that a lot, actually. I was on, uh... I was on Jimmy Kimmel last week. He said the same thing, and I got to say I agree. They do look a little bit like a fish, yeah. I was on Jimmy Kimmel last week, and you know what he said? What did he say, Josh? Get off, you pervert.
I was literally on him. 